Well, the truth is the Lord has set a table for us. He's prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemy. And he is inviting us to come and feast at his table yeah. tonight. So that's the good news. With that said, why don't we just, uh, why don't we stand up? I'm not going to do announcements tonight. I don't have slides for Wednesday night and baptisms. You guys all know what's coming up. We do have a Wednesday night gathering if you want to join us at any point. Some of you guys have come and some of you have, are usually there. And we've been going through Donna Da Silva's curriculum on shifting atmospheres. That's pretty good so stuff. Good. We're, we're enjoying it. Yes. Judy's enjoying it. She's putting it into practice right there in, in the middle of Costco. Awesome. That's right. And those, and those great grouchy, cranky customers come up and they want more snacks to feast on. That's right. She just has to. Yeah. She just ministers the love of Jesus to everybody. Yep. Snacks and a prayer. There you go. Hey, you should ask her for some stories of Costco adventures. She's got some to tell. Anyway, so, yeah, so here we are. We're uh, in a building, not a church. You are the church. We, no matter where we go, we carry the presence of God. We are the church every place we go. But I just want to uh, thank you guys and honor you guys for being here, setting apart time. And we were even praying before the, everyone showed up that there would just be a blessing released, that there would be a something deposited in each person here when it comes to that revelation of being committed to giving of yourself to be in a, in a public gathering there's something you know you can do church at home we've all heard people say oh I don't go to church I I'm spiritual you know I I just have church up in the mountains bag of granola you know I just go worship God by myself you guys all know that's not the biblical pattern the biblical pattern sorry I had to stand up and then Okay. <laughs> the biblical pattern is that we are the body of Christ. And as each one of us as individuals, we all bring supply and support to the whole body. So there's really not one person in this room tonight. And if, if this is you feeling this way, I'm going to just kind of break it off by the grace of God now. There's not one person in this room who is insignificant. Every one of you, every one of us is significant in God's plan and in the in the kingdom gatherings that we do we all come together and we all carry a measure of the giftings and grace of God that yes you should use it out there in the public but it's so important when we come together that we recognize that we each carry something to to release you may not even realize your importance and your value when you come into a corporate gathering but you as a carrier of the Holy Spirit you are a vessel of his presence. And when we worship together, as we're getting ready to do, as we begin to break open the gates of our hearts and release praise and worship, the presence of the Lord will come and meet us in a greater, stronger measure. So we each carry that stream. So all of the streams are gonna come together in worship and they're gonna flow as one river, as an old popular song we used to sing in church says. You know, let all the streams flow as one river. So I want to encourage you guys tonight as we just begin and pray into this that you would, you would recognize that you have a stream of living water. You have a river of the presence of God flowing out of your innermost being. So with that said, 
with our people that we were just holding out just another minute for. <laughs> I'm teasing you guys. Uh, we're just going to dive on into prayer right now, and then let's worship. So, yeah, let's just, let's just lift up our hands to the Lord now. Lord, we just thank you. We give you thanks and praise. We enter your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise. We come tonight, Lord, to worship you, not just with song, not just with melodies, but the scriptural reference to worship is to offer ourselves, offer our bodies to you as living sacrifices. King Jesus, because of what you've done for us, the sacrifice of your body on the cross, making provision for us for forgiveness of sins, for healing of our bodies, for freedom from all kinds of strongholds and oppression. We give you thanks, and in response, we give ourselves back to you. We yield to you tonight, Jesus. We lift our bodies to you, and we say, here we are, your living sacrifices. And we just ask one thing, that you would come and meet with us here, that you would release your fire upon these living sacrifices, that you would ignite us in your presence tonight. Holy Spirit, come. Come and have your way in this gathering. Yes. Lord, just do whatever you want to do in our hearts, in our lives, in the city, as we worship you in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen. Let's worship. Yes, Father, we just want to see your face. Father, you're so lovely. You're so beautiful. I just want to want us to stay in that place right now. We just love you, Father. We love your presence. that you're so faithful. You love us so well. Presence is so sweet. presence tonight, guys. 
Jesus breathed into his disciples' nostrils and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. He's here tonight just to breathe into us, to release life, strength. Everything you need, he has. Everything we need for life, for godliness, for hope. He's provided. Jesus is the answer for everything, everything you need. And on the cross, when he took upon himself your sin and my sin, the weight of all of our sin, all of our transgressions, our willful sins, and our unconscious, subconscious sins, everything we don't even know we're doing. He took it all. He paid it all. He blotted out your and my iniquities. And not only did he do that on the cross, but he paid the price for you and I to receive the freedom of the sons and daughters of God, the glorious freedom of the children of God freedom to walk right into his presence freedom to step into his throne room because you've been made clean by the blood of Jesus he has imparted to you and to me his righteousness and his holiness and because of that we come before his throne at any time and we're before his throne now I feel like he was showing me in worship, not only an open heaven over us like above, but that we are actually encircled in an open heaven. It's all around us. It's not just up, it's all around. But I felt like tonight I was seeing in worship in that open heaven, uh, lifelines dripping, not dripping, but lifelines being dropped down, like IV lines dropping down. And I, I just, I, I wanted to be sensitive to the Lord. I don't want to just get into a routine of repetition and just doing what we know is a good thing. I just felt like he wants to minister life to people tonight. So I'm not going to ask you to do anything other than if, if you want to receive that lifeline, I believe he's, he's releasing it down, that you just raise your hand and stay where you're at, stay seated where you're at. And those of us that don't have our hand raised are gonna come around you and we're gonna lay hands on you. So if your hand is up, that means you want people to come around you and release that lifeline. So church, just kind of look around. You know what to do. Those who have their hands raised, would you just go around them? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to minister some words um, regarding these lifelines. And I just want you guys to just turn on the fire hose of heaven. Just lay a hand. So if you're around them, just go around. Young kids too, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Yeah, just get around the person next to you who's got a hand raised. 
And if your hand's raised and no one's got you yet, um, someone will get you. So, yeah. Yeah, Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, we just release the life of Jesus right now over each one of you. He has more than enough. More than enough. The, the kingdom of heaven is not limited in resources. There's a flood coming to you right now. Just receive it. Just open your heart and receive from heaven your provision, your inheritance. Jesus paid it. He paid it all. I was seeing aqua blue liquid coming into some of these lifelines. And I know that's just life. Like purpose to live. Reason to live. He is giving you reason to live. He's giving you breath and life and purpose. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, it's, it's coming down right now. Just receive that life. And I was seeing like a yellow gold color. And I believe that was hope and provision. The resources of heaven and the hope of heaven is coming into your spirit right now by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. Just let it come now, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's your good and perfect will to, re to release good gifts to your children. Thank you, Daddy. Abba. Yeah, just, just call him your dad. He's your, your true father. He's the father of your soul. You're the father of your spirit. Holy Spirit has given you the ability to say, Abba, Father, Daddy, God. You're my provider. You are my protector. You are my prov provision. And you give me identity as a son, as a daughter. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just release it, guys. Just release it. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no lack. As your hand is on someone right now, the presence of God is just being released from your hand into them. Holy Spirit's the filter. You won't catch anything bad from the person who's touching you. It's just pure Holy Spirit goodness. It's his goodness. Thank you, Lord. I was also seeing just the, a pinkish liquid color, and I know, you know what that is. It's his love. He wants to release a fresh baptism of his love into you, like an intravenous drip line right into your body. He's filling you with his love. You might feel like you've had no grace for people, no love for people, no patience. It's coming now. Holy Spirit, come. Flood your people with your love. Give us a fresh infusion of your love, your love manifesting in patience and kindness and joy, perseverance. You're so good, Lord. You're so good. Yeah, just keep pouring it in, guys. Just pour it in. We're just going to open up the 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 faucet. We're just going to turn the handle on the faucet to full blast right now. Just receive it now. Fire of God. 
fire of God, come, flood your sons and daughters. You know our needs, God. You know this is what you wanted to do. You wanted to strengthen your sons and daughters tonight. Fire of God, come. Release it, God. Life. We just declare life, strength, provision, health, hope, healing, financial growth, financial provision, clarity, wisdom and strength, wisdom. Christ has become for us our wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you release wisdom and knowledge. Yeah, just pray in the spirit for another minute over each one, guys.
Guys, I know it's the Lord's desire just to take care of us, to, to take care of everyone here. He doesn't want someone to come into a gathering of his kids and go away not getting your needs met. Now, I know sometimes there's needs that can't get met by prayer alone, but but it's our intention to always make room to, to minister to one another before we move forward. You ready for this? So the, the Lord gave Jill a song. Well, I don't know if the whole song it may just abruptly end. <laughs> okay, I can't think about it a minute. Just, just pop up if it comes back because we're not done. So I do. Ah, here it is. See? It's just momentary delay. Yeah. Every day in every way, I want to show my love to you. Every day in every way, I want to bring you comfort. Every day in every way. I want to show my kindness every day in every way I want to give my love that was good. <laughs> we don't want to have to pray for healing of your legs so we're gonna eventually have a wireless microphone up here so we don't have to play jump rope I'm gonna ask um, Tao, are you feeling up to coming up here with us? Okay, and Barbara, do you feel up to it? Um, Jill, if you're up to it and you want to come up and stare everyone, give everyone the stare down, it's up to you. Okay, okay. Same with, I don't need to call your guys' names every week, so Mama, if you, if you want to come up, and Isabel, you stay? Okay. It's just barely not, so I'm like, is that a nod? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start out? You got anything? Okay. Come a little closer. I just want to declare the word of the Lord that in him you live and you move and you have your being. In him you live and you move and you have your being. I just want to declare that. I just feel like the Lord just wants me to keep releasing that to you. In him you live and you move and you have your being. Your every being is in him. In him. I hear in him. In him you live. In him you move. In him you have your being. In him. You're not doing anything all by yourself. 
You're not living every day all by yourself. You're not moving into your every day by yourself. In Him, you live and you move and you have your being. You are hidden in Christ. You are not empty and you're not by yourself. You are hidden in Christ. You are hidden in Christ. He is your shelter. He is your shield. You are hidden in Christ. In him you live and move and have your being. I feel like he's breathing on you and he just wants you to breathe in. Just breathe in. Just receive his breath. He's the breath of life. Take a breath of fresh air. Take a breath of him. Take a dose and fill up. Fill, Lord, fill. Fill every person here up with you. Fill us up with you. All of you. We want all of you. All of you. All of your glory. All of you fill us up to overflow. I declare an overflow in your life. Overflow. No more half tank, but an overflow. Lord, we need your overflow today to carry us through this week. We need your overflow. So fill up. Fill up. We came here tonight to fill up so that we can go this week and we can conquer and we can be victorious. In him you live and move and have your being. So during worship, I was just, you can keep your eyes closed if you want, unless you're feeling like you're not off. So don't do that. I mean, there's nothing like soaking in the presence of God and then you sleep in it. That's awesome. But I just feel like he wants you to know he's faithful to finish what he began in your life. He will never abandon the work of his hands. He doesn't start in your life and then abandon you. He's faithful to the end, faithful to the end. Lord, you're faithful to the end. We thank you, God. We give you thanks, Lord. We thank you that you're faithful and true to all of your promises. And if we aren't seeing those promises, if we aren't seeing the faithfulness, then we know it's not over because you will finish the work you began. Faithful to the end. Thank you, Lord. I have a few words just to give to a few individuals, but um, 
if you guys This isn't for any individuals. This is for us as a church. But we are so close. We're right on the verge of a huge breakthrough. Jesus has been standing with us our entire lives. In a sense, hidden in plain sight. He's just waiting for us to put our eyes on him. To sense his presence. To go all in. To completely surrender to him there will be a breakthrough that will shatter any concepts that you may have had that were somehow anchored in the natural that prevented you from seeing Jesus in spirit and Jesus as man. It's a whole different ballgame that we're playing here. He is just waiting for you to turn your eyes on him, to receive the gifts of Father through the Son, Holy Spirit, through the Son, our Savior, our Messiah, He who sacrificed everything because He loves us so much. There is so much joy awaiting us. We can't begin to conceive of it in the natural. Just surrender yourself and just receive that gift. same time I ask God to highlight folks but I am intentional on people that I've never that I can remember I'm given a prophetic word for I don't know how prophetic it is but I think the Lord's on it so I just wanted to start with you guys David and Kara you know what's really cool I don't know if you guys know this but both of your names mean the same thing unless I was googling it wrong David means beloved Kara means beloved you are both just beloved, beloved of the Lord, beloved of the Lord. And I just was feeling like for you, David, I, obviously what comes to mind is this King David theme, but it's like the young King David, it's the giant slayer. I just feel like God has something on your life. Maybe it's even what you're currently going through now that he has equipped you to slay the giants. In fact, you're gonna, you are going to begin to run through them. Just catch that visual. I kind of like that visual. Run through them. It's like explosion. It doesn't have to be messy because most of those giants, well, pretty much all of them, they're spiritual giants. Doesn't mean God wants you to run through people. But it's, it's the giants that you're facing in life. He's training you. We're all being trained, training for reigning. We all carry royalty. You are a king in his family, David. So maybe we should start addressing you as King David. Maybe not, that might get weird, but we just wanna, we wanna call that out over you guys. So I just heard mighty man of God, a warrior like King David, yet a passionate worshiper. And I just feel like the two of you together 
carry that, that beloved of the Lord and there's such a oneness in your guys' life. Now, yeah, between the two of you, you might know where the tension's at because even, even if you are like Tammy and I and you score an unbelievable test on the personality test and the, the test giver couldn't believe how accurately it, we were almost like cheating on the test or so like compatible. You know where you feel the tensions in life, in your relationship, but in spite of that, God has begun a good work in your marriage and he's blessing it and there's increase coming. I just feel like the increase of heaven is coming in your lives. You are his beloved. You are warriors, you're fighters. You're not gonna give in, you're not gonna abandon what God has called you to. You're gonna finish the work that he's put before you. That was pretty safe. It wasn't pretty, it wasn't scary. Does anyone wanna jump in while I move on? Draw on them. I see a tender heart, tender heart, gentle heart, worship. I feel like you have a mantle of worship and uh, I just see the glory of the Lord all over you. And um, I just, uh, see that wherever you go that you bring peace and that you are a light to people and I hear the word of the Lord his his words say let your light show shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who's in heaven and um, you shine and you shine bright and I know that the Lord appreciates your tender heart and he raises up the humble I see such a meekness and a humility in you, my brother. And um, God raises up the humble. So I just see him raising you up for his plans. He's raising you up together, together. Yeah. Um, I wanna call him uncle. <laughs> But it's John, right? Uncle John. Uh, today, this afternoon, before I even got here, um, the Lord brought you to my mind. And um, I just heard boldness. And I heard solid. That the Lord is your foundation. And he's your rock. And he says that together with him, you are solid. And you are stable. And you have a voice. The Lord wants to use your voice. The Lord wants to use your voice. He hears you in your closet. The secret place of the Most High, He hears you. And he, people want to hear your voice. Yes, I just tender, firm, and bold. You're solid with Him. He's your rock. He's your rock. And your son next to you, I saw tongues of fire on your tongue today. <laughs> I just hear, speak, speak, speak out, speak. I hear release, release, release the word of the Lord. Wisdom, fire, all together, solid, bold, from the same household, from the same seed. I just hear the Lord um, wants to use your voice. In him, you live and move and have your being, and his voice is in you on the tip of your tongue. 
And I hear that. Yeah. What else? Hi. Hey. <laughs> My sister, um, Sandy, yeah? Sister Sandy. Sandra, I want to call her Sandy, but Sandra. You are like a beacon of hope to people who see you. Daughter of God. You like bring encouragement to people just with your smile. The twinkle in your eye brings encouragement to people and you don't even know. Your presence is so important. Whatever invitation people, when people invite you, people wanna see you because you bring a cheerful countenance. Your countenance is like medicine to the soul. And I hear, behold, the daughter of God. Every time you step in a room, I hear, behold, the daughter of God. Every time you step in a room, I hear, behold, the daughter of God. You bring a cheerful countenance. You bring the glory of the Lord with you. You don't even have to say a word, but your smile, I hear, like, the, your smile, your smile lifts the countenance of the people around you. The, you your smile, the Lord shines through your smile. The Lord shines through your smile. He shines through the twinkle of your eye. His kindness comes from your eyes when you look at people. They see the kindness and the compassion of the Lord. That's what the Lord is showing. He shines through your smile. People need that, and that's how he uses you. That's how he uses you. A gentle word, you are an encourager. God's given you that gift, you are an encourager. Your body language encourages people. I feel like I hear the Lord saying thank you Thank you for showing up even when you didn't feel like it. Thank you for showing up even when you were feeling tired and exhausted. Thank you for showing up even when you feel like your presence wouldn't make a difference. Thank you for showing up to the invitations because that's how God uses you when you show up. You are a light. And I just feel like I hear the Lord saying, thank you, my daughter. Thank you. Thank you. So I just want to add on to that because it's funny that she mentioned it. First of all, we want to say your name right. Sandra or Sandra? Sandra, okay. Cara, Sandra, not Sandra and Kara. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We need to, we want to get these things right. Nothing worse than being called something else that's not your full name, right? Right, Barbara? <clears throat> so just as Tao was calling out the, the life in the, not just in your smile, but in your eyes. I was just seeing in you, and when I'm thinking about you, and the Lord brought to memory his, the scripture that describes Jesus in Revelation 1, and it says that his eyes are like flames of fire. And I feel like I can see, and I'm not saying that you actually have you know, natural fire in your eyes, maybe you do, I don't know, but yeah. But I, 
but I, I see the flames of, of Jesus in your eyes. And so as, as Tao was saying, receive that being present and what releasing what you have as your present, I feel like he's stripping layers away. As you become present with him, which I believe he's, he's doing that with all of us, but for you specifically, more and more layers are coming off and the fire that you carry in your eyes that people see is going to increase in intensity. It's gonna increase. So we just release that over you. We release those words. We just say increase, that your, your countenance and your eyes brings release from heaven into people's lives. You release hope, you release strength, you release encouragement because Jesus is alive in you. The fiery one is alive in you. And you're not just a shadow of your mother, young lady. Just as my daughter's name is Isabel, which I always have to remind myself means consecrated. It's that word. I, always, I can't think of the word consecrated, but as, as one who your mom and dad set apart, I see the same fire in you. Like you are not a miniature of your mother, but, but you're her, her child and you carry that same fire. So there's, I feel like there's obviously you are a daughter of your father, but there's something about a unique relationship about mothers and daughters that I've witnessed. There, there's a uniqueness and I can see a transfer of what you carry, Sandra into your daughter, Isabel. So we just, Isabel, we just wanna bless you. We just want Holy Spirit, if you just close your eyes and put your hands out. Yeah, Holy Spirit, just release your grace over Isabel, over Belle. Let her life be a resounding sound of your goodness and your life and your presence. Let her life just radiate the, the tones of heaven let heaven echo through her mouth and through her countenance and through her actions. Now and in the days ahead, more increasing from glory to glory. We just release that now in Jesus' name. Yeah, Isabel, I actually feel like when you speak, heaven listens. And when you speak to your friends, that those words don't fall away because you don't, I sense that you don't just flippantly say things. So continue to be mindful of what you say, but those don't think that those words just fall away and that your friends don't hear or that they don't see how you walk out your life. You're watched, not just your friends, but your father. Like he sees, sees you, he sees your heart and he loves that. He loves that about you. So, and then John, I was just thinking that I love how easy it is to be around you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional. <laughs> this is really weird. Okay. <laughs> because you're easy to be around, people's guards are let down. And the Father can just flow through you so easy that you're going to be able to see so many people set free and people are going to feel loved. I just feel like something's going to open up for you where 
I don't know. You're going to get opportunity to really speak into some lives. And it's going to be God. You're going to know it's God. And lives are going to be changed in an instant because of you. Yes, he works through us, but he created you to have this fun, loving personality. Like, you seem so fun to me. <laughs> and that's how he created you. And because of you being that way, people are just going to, they're going to feel like they can open up to you. They're not going to feel scared of you, but they're going to be able to open up to you and you're going to be able to speak in and see lives changed. Yeah. I'm going to finish off what I had for you, Sandra just because I didn't want to just echo part of what Tyler had. but So this is what I, I typed this down during worship so I'd remember. <clears throat> Your name means protector and defender of men. Yeah, God has given you men in your life. And you might think, the men might think, how is she going to protect me? I'm the, the one who's going to protect her. No, there's something that you carry from heaven that releases protection. It's, it's your prayers, even the things that you aren't praying. He knows your thoughts, and he knows the, the will and desire in your heart to see your sons and daughter and husband and father-in-law be protected and defended. And you just release that over them. You carry what your name means. Your name is not accidental. And so when I thought of your name, to me, the first word that came was soother just that you are a soother, you are a calmer, someone who brings calm and soothing. And yes, you carry the fire that melt, I don't know what happened to my words, that melt the, I don't know, you carry his fire and you can melt things with it. <laughs> like Superman. And you know, when, when we were just giving you guys a couple encouraging words. I just, I do feel like for Kara that there's wisdom and knowledge on your life. You might think that your husband's the one who's the highly, I don't know what your educations are between the two of you. I know that he's Air Force material, which takes some intelligence, you know, but I feel like, like God has crowned you with wisdom and knowledge and that you have an ability to see into things, that you have insight and clarity of vision. And I believe that God is going to not only increase that, but he's gonna give you wisdom and revelation in the spirit and show you things. I don't know if you're a seer or not in the spirit, but I, I think he's going, I believe he's going to begin to unfold that even more, that you're gonna see more clearly. You're gonna get more pictures um, like Barbara. You should get Barbara to lay hands on you tonight sometime. Um, she sees like motion picture almost, but that's probably a bad way to describe it. But God wants to just give you increased vision of what he sees for people and you are a powerful ministry team and you are a powerful woman of God who will take the things that he shows you and you will break things off of people from what you're seeing in the spirit. Not that he's gonna show you their junk and their, their dirt, but he's gonna show you their treasure and the, the gold and the things that he sees. The things that sometimes only God can see that people around don't see, he's gonna show you the gold in people that they don't even know is within them. 
So we just want to release that and say, yes, Lord, because we need that. We need that in the body of Christ. We need every one of the gifts that are in this room. Barbara, for you too, you carry wisdom. You carry peace. You are a peace dispenser. Barbara, you are a, a woman who brings peace into the room. You are like a, not a barometer. You're just like a, a atmosphere shifter. You carry his goodness wherever you go and you carry the peace of God. So you release that. Every one of you in this room brings a different facet of the kingdom. We could spend all night and go down the line and you guys could come up here and you'll see the same thing. Sometimes it's what's obvious. Sometimes it's the things that I could just look at you and I could be like, I know this guy's heart. I know the things that are in, I know her. And But you don't always think of the things that we see. So like Ed and Rachel, God has so much destiny on your there's so much future like you've only begun to taste and see how good he really is he is going to blow your minds you've tasted some of his goodness and you're like yeah god is good i'm, I'm in i'm in the game i'm ready to run with this you know i'm ready to to walk with jesus and claim him as my lord but there's so much more he wants to blow your mind minds both of you there's just so much. I just see potential and destiny. Like you guys are, the past is like something that you can't go back to. And the future is this wide open road with Jesus of adventure and discovery and supernatural things breaking in that you thought were not real. Like there is going to be, I, I just prophesy this now, in the week ahead, May the days ahead, you are going to experience the supernatural hand of God in a way you've never seen or thought before. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I feel like he's going to show you himself. He's going to reveal himself to you, Ed, in a way you've never thought his realness was that way. He's going to make himself more real to you. So I'm going to wait for the testimony that you'll tell me when that happens and what that is. Um, I'm going to quit talking because... That's pretty much everything I had, and I don't want to just keep going. Although there's some. Sandra, people uh, come around you, and you are to them like a secret garden. You exude the fragrance of Jesus that the secrets of Jesus, there is a calmness about you that people feel that just brings them peace and joy. And they smell that fragrance and it just lifts them up. You don't have to say a word, just your, your mere presence is such a healing factor for people. The whole family, Christian, John, Christian, your, your mom, I can't remember your mom's name. Um, yeah, the, your boys, all of you have a mantle of Holy Spirit over the whole family. It's resting on you and working through you. There is a, there is a whole new level of communication the Holy Spirit will be imbibing you with. You will, you will be saying things because you're all pretty quiet, although you have a healing presence. You will be speaking out in the, in the very soon future, very near future, I'd say, like very soon, weeks, months through, through the summer, within the year. 
definitely. It just, and, and words of wisdom, words of wisdom from the Holy Spirit. There is a, there is a, a, a calmness in the whole family, just a, a healing presence that you all just exude. You are, you so walk with Jesus in this life that people feel his presence from you. It changes their lives. You may not even see it, but you just, you are in a room, somebody comes, you walk into a room, wherever you are, people just feel it. You will be bringing many, many, many souls to the Lord. Sometimes you're aware of it and sometimes you won't be. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that's coming in your whole family, your whole family this year. I love the secret garden. It's just, there's something that's just so special about that. And I smell that fragrance on you. It's just wonderful. Um, yeah, and Rachel. <laughs> yeah, you have very, very big things in your near, near future. There's a, there's a special bond that you have been forming with Jesus, that you've been, been bringing him deeper and deeper into your hearts. You're seeing him in a different way. And again, you're imparting that, that peace, that presence wherever you go. People are drawn to you. And, and it's a lot, so much your humor and speaking out because you bring that, that joy and that lightheartedness too. <laughs> oh, we all love your stories. <laughs> But that's part of the joy that you carry in your anointing. It's it's just it's amazing. Uh, you will be uh, too speaking out. I think everyone in this room will be feeling a shift. There's just there's just a quantum shift that's happening. It's like a it sounds violent, but it's like a crystal that will be shattering. That you can see what is within the crystal. It's huge that's what's going to be happening and everyone in this room is going to be experiencing that it's big it's big it's really exciting I'm kind of in the in the mode myself it's like it's if I fall back into the natural it is really scary I mean I, I just have to stay connected consciously every minute of every day because I can feel that dark one tugging at my ankle and I won't let him have it my focus is on Jesus and that's it that's it he knows that and he tries that much harder keep your focus on the Lord all of you keep your focus on the Lord these are tumultuous times that we're living in and and the Satan knows he's already lost and so he's just trying that much harder it's a last ditch effort to keep your eyes focused on Jesus know that Father is holding you in his arms. You can sit in his lap if you want to. You can hear comfort from Holy Spirit. It's available all the time, all the time. If you feel that tug, just say, just turn your eyes to Jesus and just boom, that simple. Just that simple. But always keep that for forward in your mind these days. Because there's a lot of activity from the dark one. So Well, Barb covered most of mine. <laughs> yeah, she told my thunder. Actually, though, um, your family, I just keep getting, you're going to be able to move mountains as a family. 
and I don't know if it's literal mountains, but really difficult situations, you're going to be able to change in the family dynamics. Um, if you stick together, you work together, you worship together, um, because there are good things coming. And there's going to be difficulties, but you're going to be able to overcome them. And you're going to help overcome them in other people's lives. And uh, Ed, <laughs> don't just sit there. <laughs> I just get over you um, safety. And it's not because I know you carry, but uh, I just feel like you're... <laughs> I feel like you're a safe person for people, that you endear yourself to them and that they feel comfortable with you. And uh, God's gonna really use that. And let's see, okay, I forgot the name. Kara, do you write? I just feel like you're gonna write things. Um, maybe that's literal and maybe it's you're gonna write things that are wrong but uh, I feel like you're gonna be writing things and I really like your husband <laughs> I think that was it well, one last thing I promise but then you guys got to listen to me preach for a few minutes whatever's left <laughs> What? Um, you were done, Tal. I know. <laughs> so, let me just say something real quick before I give the girls, uh, Nevaeh and Malia, a word. Did I say that right, Malia? Malia, okay. Um, all of the Bible says you all may prophesy. All you have to do is stand in front of people and in the presence of the Lord, especially when we've been worshiping and we've invited him in, we've turned, we've taken our hearts like tuning forks and we've tuned them to heaven. That sounds a little weird, but we just fix our eyes on Jesus. He's all around us. We just sometimes have to waken up to the reality that he's in the room. And as we yield ourselves to him, he begins to just impress upon us his love for people. It's not hard to see the things that God has put in every person here and you all can do the same thing. So I just wanna make sure we're gonna tear down any any divider, any barrier between those that are the ministry team because and, and the rest of y'all because you are all a part of the ministry. The Bible says that as when you become a Christian, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people that have been set apart unto God to declare the works of God. So you are a priest, you are a minister. When you said yes to Jesus, you became part of his priesthood. And it's how far you wanna run with that, that you can run with it. But your number one ministry is unto him, being a worshiper unto the Lord. Jesus said, my father looks for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He's looking for worshipers. You might think, does he need my worship? I mean, isn't that kind of, you know, whatever the word comes to mind, you know, he doesn't need our worship. 
but he's looking for worshipers because he designed us to respond to his nature. He wired us so that we would respond to him. He's the father, we're the, we're the sons and daughters. We, he doesn't, I mean, he does respond to us, but not in that way, not in an authoritative way. He responds to us because he loves his kids. And what parent doesn't hear the voice of their sons and daughters and come running to see what they need? He's a good daddy, he's a good father. But we respond to the father. When my dad would walk into the room and he'd say, Scott, I would flinch. No, I wouldn't, I didn't flinch. I would like, where do I run? How much, how much notebook paper do I stuff in my back pockets? And of course, you know, mom would be the one who would say, just wait until your father gets home because she knew she couldn't whip me. I'm just saying there's something about we respond to the Father. And that is our worship is respond. Worship is not just singing hallelujahs and strumming harps. That's not what you're going to do for eternity. You're not going to sit on a cloud and get wings one day and play them. If you hate music and you're like, worship can be boring. Worship is not going to be boring. It's not just going to be singing. You are going to be so filled with the fullness of your creator that you're going to just practically explode. Thank God he's going to give you a new body in heaven because this body probably would explode just like a grape. Just saying, probably. Can't prove it. But I know when people on earth saw the presence of the Lord, he said, if you saw me, you will die. That's why he had to hide Moses with his hand and put him in the, the cleft of a, of a rock inside of a mountainside and only let his backside pass. Pretty bizarre passage to read. Just, you can't see my face, Moses, or you will die, but I'll just let you see my backside. Go figure that one out. I'm not sure what that looked like, but glory. But Jesus, when he revealed himself in Revelation 1 with those eyes of fire, John, who saw him, fell at his feet as though dead. He fainted because he was terrified. I sometimes joke, I say he probably had brown trousers. Just let your imagination go, or don't. He fainted. He, Jesus had to lift him up. He had to strengthen him. When he saw the supernatural revelation of Jesus Christ in all of his glory, his head and hair white like snow, his face shining like the sun in all of its brilliance, his voice sounded like rushing water. Out of his mouth came a double-edged sword. His legs looked like they were metal glowing in a furnace. That is, I mean, look at the sun sometimes and squint at it. His face shines brighter than that. When he appears in all of his glory, we are going to be changed. We are going to be transformed. And that's what we're going to do for eternity is enjoy him. And your, your number one ministry right now is to, to know him and enjoy him. Worship him. Fall in love with him. So the last thing I just had for these two young ladies over here, I feel like God has so much that you guys have not only witnessed in your, your family, you have watched your mother like a warrior plow through some of the biggest fights that some people have never even imagined fighting. I don't even know all of the battles, but this woman is a warrior. Like she is a warrior of God. Tao is a warrior, a feminine warrior. Here she's a lady. 
She's a ladies' lady, but she is a fighter. She has, she knows what the weapons of warfare are, and she has been putting them into effect for many years now. And I just want to say simply over you too that her ceiling is your floor, like where she has capped out, or where she's hopefully she won't ever cap out, but wherever she arrives, that level of breakthroughs and miracles and the provision of God coming through. That is going to be the starting point, the floor under your feet. And the two of you as sisters are going to run with God into even greater things. And your mom is going to be so thrilled with where he sees you two running with him. He's going to take you far beyond what you ever could dream. Both of you, Nevea and Malia, he's got good things for you. The Lord is, is over your lives with favor. Favor is goodness. So we just bless you guys. Bless, bless you all. You're dismissed. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that easy. Tammy, do you have some? So this is going to hopefully tap down just a smidge in volume. Probably didn't even notice it, but I did adjust it a little bit. We're just going to do a little bit of scripture. You guys good with that? Wow, is this church? Did I just walk? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm messing with you guys. No rebuke. Just a little scripture. This is church after all. We should read the Bible. The word of God is powerful. It's effective. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts and it penetrates and it divides soul thinking and spirit. Attitudes of the heart. It judges them. It can separate anything that needs to be separated. The word of God is powerful. So we're going to look at a couple of scriptures. We've been going through the book of Ephesians slowly, just kind of chugging at one little chunk at a time because we get caught up in one, one portion of it. Like verse three of Ephesians one is just all about this inheritance that we have. This, this all, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has been given to us. Like we have access. Jesus paid for it. You and I, we lack nothing. There is nothing that we lack in this life. God has provided everything we need. We just need to know and learn and discover and get revelation on what it is that he's provided and then we can go into it. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You might think, well, that disqualifies me. But Jesus has given you clean hands. He has washed your hands. He has given you a pure heart. He is credited to your account, his righteousness and his holiness. And it's through Jesus that we access every treasure in heaven. All of the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realm have been given to us through Christ. He is our holiness. Apart from him, I'm nothing. Apart from him, we're nothing but filthy something. We're, we're, we're unclean. We can't even approach the presence of God. But Jesus made it possible. So this whole theme of Ephesians 1, really what it comes down to is your identity and my identity. And this theme of sonship, and we're probably going to take maybe five minutes, maybe ten minutes. That's about it. I'm, I'm watching the clock. 
And we're just going to talk about sonship because it's so important for you and I to know who we are, who Jesus died for you to be. He didn't just pay the price on the cross to get you into heaven when you take your last breath. He paid the price on the cross so that you and I could receive him and receive the royal authority of sons and daughters. We talked about that last week. That word was exousia, the regal or royal authority of the children of God. That's from John 1, 12. I know I'm caught up in that verse. I just love it. Those who believed in him and who've received him, he gave them the right, the permission, the power to receive royal authority as children of God. So we're going to look at being sons and daughters just a little bit more tonight. We'll see how far we get. I think I have like seven slides and it's 7.55. So here we go. We're going to read. We're going to start out with Romans 8, 14 through 16. We ended with this last week, but we're going to start with it again because it's just that good. If you don't think it's that inter interesting or doesn't grab you, chew on it until it becomes part of your thinking and who you are. Be transformed by the renewing of your brain. Renew your thinking with the, the truth, the word of God. So the, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. That's a good word right there. What, what impulses are moving you? Is it the atmosphere around you? Is it the static in the spirit realm, the enemy, the things that comes through people? Is that what moves you? Does everyone that you come in contact with in the workplace kind of tick you off? kind of rub you wrong and then their funk gets on you and then you partner with it and then you're like, ah, and you look in the mirror and you're like, God help me. That didn't sound very hopeful, but there's hope. The truth is, see, we take the lie that we are susceptible to every passing spirit that comes through a person or into the, into the room, into the atmosphere and just automatically affects us. You are not a thermometer. God designed you to be a thermostat. He designed you to be an atmosphere shifter. So instead of partnering with what comes through the atmosphere of people's mouths, people's attitudes, neighbors, coworkers, your own children maybe, I don't know. Not my children, of course. <laughs> you are powerful. We have the ability to be moved by the impulses, by the, by the breath of heaven, the impulses of the Holy Spirit the spirit of holiness who releases the fruit of the spirit, that love, that joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, gentleness, even self-control. Take that one, guys. Self-control. <laughs> if you like to work out, you'll know what self-control is. Let's do some spiritual workout. We need to control our inner man, not just our outer man. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. See, that's what happens when you give in to the spirit of the world and the atmosphere around you. You feel like you're never good enough. That's because there's a religious mindset. You're thinking that it's all about you and your performance. But the reality is transformation will come when you wake up, when I wake up day by day, moment by moment into who I really am, who you really are. You are sons and daughters of God. Jesus put the spirit of sonship. You didn't receive the spirit of religious duty. You have received the spirit of full acceptance. You are accepted in the beloved. You are his. He has put his spirit, the spirit of himself inside of you, his very nature. 
His very presence is in your body, in your spirit, in your in emanating from your heart into your mind, your soul, and even in through your flesh. In fact, I'll just take a side trail for two seconds. If you have sickness in your body, get prayer, but let the presence of God who lives inside of you release life into your physical body. That's what Romans 8 tells us. The spirit of God who lives in your body will release life into your mortal flesh. You have like a power pill inside of you. It's kind of a weird picture. Releasing life. He's just constantly emanating life. And just, we just need more. And we're happy to lay hands on each other and get prayer. I need prayer at times, you need prayer. When we're contending for healing or for a breakthrough, we wanna get prayer. We want people to know what we're going through because we were designed to war together and battle together, to link arms as a family. Okay, but when you're by yourself and no one is around, no one's picking up the phone, no one's answering your text messages, you're thinking, do they even get the text? Yeah, they get them. They can't always get to them. I'm just saying for a couple people in the room. <clears throat> Pray for yourself. Yeah. Now, don't do what Tammy does. And when I ask for prayer, pray for yourself. No, <laughs> she said that before, but that. <laughs> but I've but I've told her the same thing. We're, it's more of a joke, but. <laughs> so okay, so back to the scripture. You've received the spirit of full acceptance. This might be just Romans eight fourteen through sixteen night. You will never feel orphaned. Now, the Passion Translation uses the word feel. I feel like that, I feel like that might be not the best word because we don't always feel, our feelings don't always line up with truth. Is that correct? Can I get an amen? My feelings, my emotions don't always line up with what's true. Sometimes I just feel, I feel grumpy. Sometimes I just feel alone. But I know that my feelings are not what lead me. I'm not led by my emotions and my feelings. The Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. That's a, that's tough because your brain wants to be in charge. Your thoughts want to rule where you go. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs, don't lean, don't, don't trust in your own understanding. Lean not on it, but trust in the, I'll say in the Lord, but he's in here. He's on in the innermost place of who you are if you've received him. So if the Holy Spirit is living in you, he's on your innermost being. He's in the Holy of Holies within the temple that is your body. He's in the, the secret chamber of the Holy of Holies where his spirit became one with your spirit. And he wants you to trust in him with your heart. Lean not on your thoughts. Don't be ruled by your thought life, your soul life, or your flesh but be led by the spirit who is in your, inside of you on the innermost being. Yeah. I just wanted to comment on a couple of things. The, talking about mature children of God or those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. If you're having impulses by the Holy Spirit, you're less likely gonna be following your own impulses because you're, you're walking in the spirit so if you're struggling in an area, just say, Holy Spirit, come. Just take over. Help me to, to walk with you, so more of you and less of me. And the spirit of religious duty, never being good enough, 
there's always going to be someone who's going to be better than you, prettier than you, whatever. You're always going to be able to find someone who, in your head, that is going to be better than you. But he doesn't care about that. He wants us to be walking in fullness with him. And when we're looking at what other people are doing, competition or comparison, that's the word I was looking for, comparison, we're actually, it's killing us doing that because we're not living. We're, we're too focused on what someone else is doing. And so we just, we just really need to learn to stay f- focused on, on God and on what he's called us to do, knowing who we are, our, who are, whose we are, that's where we find our identity. So if a ministry goes away or a job goes away, we're not caught up in, man, I lost this, so I'm a failure, when really God's like, no, you're not a failure. Those things are going to come and go. We're going to have seasons where we're going to be really involved in ministry, and then we're going to have seasons where we're raising children, which is your ministry, and the world may not see it as that. Yeah, who you are in the workplace or in the house, that's not your identity. Your identity comes from being a son or a daughter of God. When all else is stripped away, when you take your last breath and you get the angels going to usher you into the presence of Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, your ministry is not going to be what you're thinking of. Your being a husband or a wife or whatever, or a good worker or whatever it is, all of that's going to strip away. And you're, you're going to go back to the one who birthed you. So let's finish that scripture. I think we'll just we'll just land there tonight. Even though I had like seven other slides we could go through, but that ain't going to happen. Next Sunday, yes. He's getting done what he wants to do. I just have to put my agenda aside. Although this was kind of part of my agenda, but I don't know. I think he led me to this wasn't part of Ephesians 1. You will never feel orphaned. Okay. You'll never think of yourself as an orphan. I'll just change the words myself. Why not? I'm not rewriting scripture. This is just the Passion Translation. Not just the Passion, but you know, it's a, anyway, it's a paraphrase in part. For as he rises up within us, there you go. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God. You are a vessel, you are a temple. The Hebrew temple had three parts, just like your body. The Hebrew temple had outer courts, which is like your flesh. It had the holy place, which is like your daily activity and thinking, your thoughts, your will, your plans, your dreams. And then it had the Holy of Holies. That's the place in the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was kept behind a thick veil where the presence of God was dwelling. And when Jesus died on the cross, as we know, that temple veil ripped in two from top to bottom. And it was a very thick curtain made of twisted yarn and golden angel figures and things woven into the material. 
it ripped from top to bottom, but that was the separation from the holy of holies to the holy place to the outer courts. You have an inner person where your spirit is at, where the Holy Spirit has come to be one with you. And then your outer court, your outer courts, no, your holy place and your outer courts. Jesus made it simple. He just said, worship the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all your mind and strength. From the inside out, we are to be led by the impulses of the one who lives on the inside, if he lives in you. And if you're here today and you've never said, Jesus, come into my life, I think everyone in here has, but that's where it begins. When you lay down your life and you say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my being, come and take up residence inside of me. I need your life to come flooding in me. And he comes in and he does not leave you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He who starts that good work in you will never abandon the work of his hands. He will finish it because he's faithful. So you'll, ne you'll never feel orphaned as he rises up within us. So he wants to rise up within us from the innermost being as our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. I want to encourage you guys as sons and daughters. You might just say, Jesus when you're praying. There's nothing wrong with praying to Jesus because there's no other name in, under, in heaven or on the earth or under the earth by which we can be saved. Jesus Christ is the name above all names. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. But he brought us into a relationship with the Father. Even his words to the disciples were, I am going to be going to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. Now Jesus was still 100% God, but he was going to return to the Father and pour out the Holy Spirit who gives us the ability to come to Jesus, to be saved, and through Jesus, our relationship with him, to come to the Father. I would encourage you to get healed of your father wounds if you have them. If you've got daddy wounds, and most of us, my father's in the room right now, I would never do anything to dishonor him. He knows just as well as I know that all of us, sons and daughters, we experience things on earth that could be hurtful. And that might not have even ever been an intention from your earthly father, or it could have been intentional. I know the dads in the room are kind of like getting nervous here. We're not, we're not putting blame on anybody. I'm a dad and I've done things and said things that have caused hurt. And I've also asked my kids to forgive me for those things. So my encouragement to all of us is to get healed of your father wounds. Just choose to forgive your earthly father for anything, anything that they've ever done and get free so that that stuff doesn't keep you from going before the father, before daddy God. See, Jesus, he's our big brother. He's not ashamed to call us brother. If I hit the screen, I could prove it to you because it says in Hebrews 2, that he's gonna bring many sons and daughters to share in his glory and he's not ashamed to introduce us as sons and daughters, or I mean as brothers and sisters. Jesus is our big brother. My Catholic friend years ago used to say a prayer, Jesus, our, our brother, and I'm like, that just seems so not very like exalting and honoring of Jesus. The reality is he's not ashamed to call you sister or brother. He's our big brother. He's the firstborn. He's the first to come back from the dead in an earthly body. 
that baby that was born in Bethlehem grew up to became a 33-year-old man that died and was crucified and buried in a grave and came back to life never to die again. He's the firstborn among many brethren. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. And because of his resurrection, you and I have hope to have a resurrection life. And he wants us to not only know him as our big brother, but he wants to take us to his dad. He wants to take us before the father. It's really important that we deal with our wounds because if we don't, how we see the father, that's how we represent him to other people. And we need to represent him well. We need to represent him as a loving father, someone who's kind. If we re represent him as someone who's harsh and mean and vengeful, who would want to even be in a relationship with him? And so many times you see people rep not represent him well. So take care of those wounds that, that you can have and so that we can represent him well. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. Why don't we stand up, guys? We're going to pray and, and be done. The Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. You know, as a church, part of our DNA as Legacy City Church, God has given us a really deep passion to see human beings come into that revelation of who they are in Christ, that you and I have a royal identity as sons and daughters. Find out for yourself. Talk to Christians in the workplace. Ask them, who do you see yourself as when in God's eyes? Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Did you know that what you think about yourself, that's what you're gonna become? If you believe that you're just a sinner saved by grace, you're gonna sin by faith because your faith is in your identity as a sinner. But as you and I are transformed from renewing our minds with the truth that, stand back up, <laughs> with the truth that you are a son, like you're not an orphan. I just break off that, that orphan mentality, that spirit of the orphan tonight. Holy Spirit, just come through the room tonight and remove all of that orphan spirit. Just take it out of the room, God. Take it out of our being, beings, in, out of our thoughts until nothing remains except for the spirit of sonship, the spirit of full acceptance, the spirit of adoption, giving us the ability to call out to you as Father, that we have become your sons and daughters. And all creation is waiting and longing and groaning for the sons and, sons and daughters of God to be made manifest in the earth. So Lord, we just take it upon ourselves to take hold of that which you have taken hold of us for, to grab hold of our identity that you purchased for us on the cross. And we will not be ashamed. We will not write ourselves off because we know it's not about us. It's not about our works 
or anything we could do because we could never earn it, but we receive that gift. Just like we received salvation, Lord, we receive our identity from you because identity comes from the Father. Protection comes from our Daddy God. Provision comes from you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, let that awakening happen in every person in this room. If it, if it already has begun, then let it go deeper. Let the spirit of sonship increase in every heart in this room that we would know who we are and whose we are. We belong to you, God. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to go ahead and, and say amen for the meeting part. By all means, stay as long as you want. We're going to visit fellowship. But if you want more prayer, I'm just going to say come up close up this way and just say, I need prayer. Sometimes people will come up because they just want to talk. And I'm like, oh, did you want prayer or do you want to just visit? So if you want prayer, come up front. And then if there's more than a couple of us that need prayer, then those of you that...